0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, from the folks that brought you the solar winds breach comes another potential threat to agencies' networks. Customs and Border Protection has punished dozens of officers for their social media posts. And Veterans Affairs is ready to start dishing out COVID booster shots. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The group that hacked into the networks of at least nine federal agencies last year is back at it again. Microsoft says the Russian intelligence group behind SolarWinds is now orchestrating a campaign to compromise cloud computing services to spy on governments, think tanks, and companies. The attackers are using spear phishing, password spraying, and other techniques. The White House urged cloud companies to adopt baseline cybersecurity practices, including multi-factor authentication. Auditors are recommending the Federal Emergency Management Agency update its flood maps, Federal the World News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. FEMA's flood hazard maps don't reflect the best available climate science. That's according to the Government Accountability Office, which reviewed select FEMA maps. They help guide the National Flood Insurance Program, as well as community efforts to protect against floods nationwide. GAO says FEMA's maps also don't include info on flooding hazards, such as when heavy rainfall could overwhelm a storm drainage system. GAO says it could take years for FEMA's flood mapping program to address the issues it identified. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. 60 Customs and Border Protection employees committed a form of misconduct for making inappropriate and offensive posts on a Facebook group in recent years. That's according to new documents from the House Oversight and Reform Committee. The committee says CBP fired two employees and suspended 43 others without pay over their social media posts. Twelve received letters of reprimand. Ten retired from federal service before receiving a punishment. Fourteen employees received other forms of punishment. Committee documents show CBP employees often received lesser punishments than what the agency initially proposed. CBP could not substantiate misconduct for 54 employees. The Air Force embraced telework during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now one of its biggest commands is formalizing it into policy. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has more. Air Force Material Command jumped on the telework bandwagon as soon as the pandemic hit. The command's chief, General Arnold Bunch, said things will never go back to the old days in the office. He made good on that promise by signing a new policy that gives service members guidelines on telework, like how to go about requesting those permissions. It also clarifies the difference between remote work and telework, the former being when someone is rarely on installation grounds. The policy addresses how the command can lessen its physical office footprint as well. Scott Macione. Federalist Network. The Department of Veterans Affairs is now offering booster shots from Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson to veterans and its employees. This comes after the Food and Drug Administration granted emergency authorization for the Moderna and J&J boosters last week. The department says it will prioritize booster shots for veterans enrolled in VA care and its employees first. Secretary Dennis McDonough says VA has given at least 228,000 booster shots to veterans so far as of last week. Ten agencies use special hiring authorities to quickly bring on a few thousand new hires to respond to the pandemic. We get more on that from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The Veterans Health Administration took advantage of special COVID hiring authorities more than any other agency. VHA hired 5,100 employees using those special hiring authorities. The Small Business Administration and the Department of Health and Human Services also hired a few hundred new employees each for the pandemic. The Government Accountability Office says agencies could use more guidance on what hiring authorities are most helpful. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. The Defense Department is continuing to see unacceptable numbers of military suicides. Now a group of senators has introduced the Save Our Service Members Act. It directs the Pentagon to evaluate the effectiveness of its suicide prevention efforts and improve its data collection. DOD saw a 15% rise in suicides last year. The Pentagon still has not fully implemented a series of military housing reforms Congress ordered two years ago. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu reports. Out of 18 items in the new Military Tenant Bill of Rights, only 14 are actually available to service members and their families. DOD also hasn't implemented a central database of complaints about housing conditions and hasn't come up with legal guidelines to revise the military's contracts with private housing providers that would be needed to enforce Congress's reforms. The IG says now's the time for DOD to develop a plan of action to fully implement the changes. The department did not provide an official response to the IG report. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The State Department and the General Services Administration's partnership to build the Foreign Affairs Security Training Center in Blackstone, Virginia, consolidated multiple training offices and came in on time and on budget. Now the Project Management Institute named the collaboration its Project of the Year. PMI says the Project of the Year award recognizes large and complex projects around the globe that deliver superior performance of project management practices, superior organization results, and positive impacts to society. The FASTC is a 1,300-acre campus that features 500 square feet of space across 18 buildings supporting classrooms and offices, 19 hard-skills training venues including driving courses, firing ranges, and tactical training facilities, and support facilities like a vehicle maintenance shop. Moving to the cloud may get a little easier with FedRAMP's updated playbook, Federal News Network's Jason Miller explains. Agencies have already authorized more than 1,400 cloud services under the FedRAMP program, and now that process may get a little easier. FedRAMP's program office released an updated agency authorization playbook outlining recent best practices and the latest templates to make sure the process goes smoother and faster. The playbook also addresses how the FedRAMP Liaison Program can help promote reuse of authorizations and details new requirements around collaborative continuous monitoring. The Program Management Office hadn't updated this playbook since 2017. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Small Business Administration seeks feedback from the public on the goals it's setting through fiscal 2026. SBA's draft strategic plan and enterprise learning agenda focus on supporting the Biden administration's desire to improve equity in government services, as well as improving customer service and modernizing technology. SBA is also looking at how it can partner with the private sector to help small businesses take full advantage of its services. The agency is accepting comments through November 19th. And the Food and Drug Administration takes a hands-on approach to upskill its workforce on data skills. Here's Federal News Network's story Heckman. The FDA is launching a data modernization action plan that means less of an emphasis on traditional classrooms and coursework for its workforce. FDA Chief Data Officer Ram Iyer says about 70% of data skills training will come from hands-on projects, and about 20% will come from peer mentoring and coaching on specialized skills. The remaining 10% will come from classroom or virtual lessons. IR says FDA employees reported feeling less intimidated by data science after attending a lunch and learn event on the topic last month. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. With winter weather making it harder to stay active, here's a gift idea for the outdoor adventurer in your life, the Allbirds Mizzle Collection. The Allbirds Mizzle is designed for those who won't take snow for an answer, featuring built-in puddle guard technology to keep the winter wonderland where it belongs, not in your shoe. The weather-ready sole offers enhanced traction, so you go on winter runs with confidence, and it's made with premium ZQ Merino wool, a naturally insulating material that keeps your feet warm and sports a low environmental impact. Allbirds displays their carbon footprint right on the shoe, so you can see the difference for yourself. On top of that, they actually offset the carbon footprint to zero, making their Mizzle Collection completely carbon neutral. So you can stay warm and dry while trading lighter. This holiday season, get on their nice list when you shop the Allbirds Mizzle Collection. Discover your perfect pair at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S s.com.